Welcome to the Black Cast. I am the Black Caster Extraordinaire. I've just given myself that title and I'm going to run with it. Christian Blatt on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DNZ, joined by at Will Sterling underscore on Twitter and Instagram. Will Sterling. Hello, America. <laughs> Hug that mic, Christian. Get right up in it. It's not just America. Yeah. We are enjoyed in Canada. Hello, and, world. Uh, throughout Europe. Yes. And uh, some other continents, I think. I, I, you know, you're Asia? able to look on SoundCloud and see where people listen to you. And also, if people listen to the episode five times for some reason, you see that too. So, wow. I've I've got eyes on some of you. A I couple know of downloads doing. from Quebec. Uh, actually, I do have some yeah. of those. Yeah, you do that for uh, the motivation report, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is can be found at Motivate Report. I have that available to me, but I don't ever really look at the breakdown. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I I used to be kind of just curious. Because some of them, like registered users, there'll be people that you know listen to the show or whatever, and you recognize their names. And every once in a while, you see one like, oh, that person listened to an episode. And then sometimes you see locations. You're like, Waukesha, Wisconsin. I'm like, okay, Uh, Rob Lurch listened. Uh, The one I'm always waiting for? Montecito, California. Yep. Still zero None. from there. Yeah. Okay. Even even when Dennis was yeah. on. So anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about where people listen to the show and the number <laughs> of downloads and things. We're here to talk about something that uh, we have collectively as hashtag Blackcast Nation been very excited about and you also individually been very excited about. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Exactly. Yeah. The so we binged season one of the Linda Carter show. We let's together. Start, let's talk held about hands the whole time. Episode one, mm-hmm. season one, and there was no crossover with David Banner played by Bill Bixby from The Incredible Hulk. No, we're talking about the movie. And Duck, Bruce we Banner felt <laughs> it by gay race. Yeah. Uh, that takes me back, <laughs> way back. Not that far back, but you know, back. So we had an opportunity to see the movie before it was actually officially in theaters. So we're recording this ahead of time, but I'm not posting it until the movie's out. And I just realized, like, we got to talk about it before I forget the movie entirely. Because I I would like to see it again. Is that to say it's a forgettable movie? No. Okay. But it's just to say that I'm 41 and I I just won't remember little details. I'll remember overall things, but I won't remember. I invented Wonder Woman. I remember when Wonder Woman was in World War I. I wrote a movie about it, and you guys saw it, and I my cameo got cut out of it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad his cameo got cut out of this. Yeah, but you know, it would have been more appropriate because I think Stan can remember World War One anyway. So it's not that interesting how we got to see it, but we did get to see it. Yeah, sort of when you go to these advanced screenings. Uh you do run into people that go to a lot of advanced screenings. Uh-huh. Some of them camp out and plan ahead and are on the list. And yeah. then you have the people who were in front of us who were trying to scam their way in yeah. and did not have tickets. No. And so their thing to do was to get immediately br- brushed aside and then look around not too furiously on their phone trying to find an email that said that they belong there. You know, in the way that if you actually yeah. were supposed to have that email, uh-huh. you would be lo- like, I've had it. I've had trouble finding emails that say I'm on guest lists right. and things like that. Right. And the way you look for it is is a lot different. Mm-hmm. I, I would say you just hit the little search part. Yeah, you, you just type, type it, in, it in, and, and it pops up. It shows up, and you go mm-hmm. like, "Look, I belong here." Right. Uh, so people were trying to scam their way into a movie for free, mm-hmm. and how, how did they end up in front of you? Weren't you there since like their like noon the day before? One of their friends was able to like scam his way in because the guy who like what well, this guy runs this Facebook page, I guess, and he tells people about all these movie screenings in California. And so the guy who runs that Facebook page was like the third person in line, and this guy somehow they got to talking. 
And he was like, oh, I have two passes, but I don't have anybody who's taking my second pass. So you can have it if you want. And the guy's like, great. So then those two like grungy, dirty looking guys who are trying to get in were friends of that random guy. Okay. So random so they guy. they were all three scammers. But first random guy actually got actually a pass got, by got the grace go of in. God. Yeah. And then his scammer friends. Yes. Thought like, maybe they could. Uh, I know I have a plus one, but I have a plus three. And then it's like, well, actually, no, 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 you don't. Right. And you, of course, struck up conversation with some of the uh, other people there behind because I, I was not able to get over to the theater until closer to showtime, a little yeah. bit after six. Yes. And you had been there, like I said, since noon the day before. So you really <laughs> got to know. I got there an inappropriate amount of time before thinking that people were going to be lining up like crazy. Because it's on. Wonder Woman. Early on. Yeah. Hotly anticipated throughout the land. Yeah. The movie started at 630 Mm-hmm. I got there at 2 p.m. That's how excited you were for yeah, very excited. four and a half hours early. Uh huh. Thinking that I was going to have to wait in this line forever. And I was like, now it's at the Century City Mall, which is a nice mall. Sure. There's a lot of cool stuff to do. So if I need to kill time, that's not a problem. I mean, they have Shake Shack now, which I didn't do realize until Shack. after the movie when yeah. I did not have time for yeah. Shake Shack. But uh, yeah, they have everything you want. I didn't go to the Shake Shack. So I got there and I asked the guy and he's like, oh, no, we're not starting the line until 430. And I was like, sweet. So I have two and a half hours to kill. So I went to a bar and I ate some food and I drank some beers. And then I went, came back to Century City and I got another cocktail at another bar. <laughs> yeah. And uh, look, I had plenty of time to sober up before the movie started because I was not going to be intoxicated. Not for Wonder Woman. Movie. No. No. And I had to drink plenty of water. And Baywatch, I, you need to be drunk for. I think so. Like blotto. Yes. Blackout. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> just a, Oh, I know the word I'm looking for. Bujenski. As drunk as I was when I saw Ghostbusters. Oh, were you really that drunk when you saw Ghostbusters? I was pretty intoxicated. Ghostbusters parentheses 2016, aka the Lady Ghostbusters. Yeah, you yeah. were. I why was, were you so was, drunk when you saw it? Because I was drinking at home, and then I was like, "Fuck it, let's just go see Ghostbusters." <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened. That's how it happened. And that's that's the life you live in. Is um, that sometimes you just get drunk and you decide I'm going to go see a movie? I've done that a couple of times. Yeah. Well, see, I I got to drive when I go to. It's the movies. usually movies that I'm not like super excited about, and I'm like, well, I guess I should see what all the fuss is about. But I should see what the fuss is about, not in my right mind. So Baywatch. Yeah. 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 All right. So if you see Baywatch, if I see that you are checking in at a movie theater and you're about to see Baywatch, I will just comment drunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which by the time that this episode is posted, Baywatch will have already been out. For a week. And it'll have been a tremendous success. It'll mm-hmm. be, you know, runaway it, box office gold. It will do better than Pirates of the Caribbean this weekend. Uh, I'm. It has to. It you must. know, people are so excited. For... Who's more popular, The Rock or Johnny Depp? But what's point. more popular, Pirates franchise or stupid David Hasselhoff garbage TV show? What's more popular, Pirates franchise or Zac Efron's lean, ripped, muscular body? Well, to do a callback once again with <laughs> Bujenski, Zac Efron. Yeah, of course. For absolute course. certain. So we know he's going to see it. And he would see that movie and be like, oh my God, it's so funny. It's, it's true. so great. He would. Anyway, we're yeah. not here to talk about Baywatch. No, we're not. We're not really here to talk about the line, but I thought it was kind of an interesting sort of... I made some friends. You know, yeah. yeah, you made some friends. And so far, we're at the point in the conversation where we have not had to bring down the Iron Curtain of spoilers. Right. You know, this has been this has been fun, relaxing for everybody to listen to. Yeah. There have been no spoilers yet. Yeah. But we're going to dive into some pretty heavy spoiler territory. Uh, at this point. So if you have not seen the movie, you should go see it. And even if that means you never listen to the episode. Oh, and hi to my pal Jeff Winstead, who will be listening to this in five months when Wonder Woman is available on Blu-ray. Because as he's told me on Twitter, he hates to go to the movies. He hates to just go out. 
And I think he went to see Logan. But other than that, I think he doesn't go to the movies. He just waits. Because when I posted, we posted our review of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's actually what he tweeted. He's like, great. I'll listen to this in five months. Wow. Like, he will not see it in the theater. Does he have agoraphobia? I don't know. But I know how much he likes Wonder Woman. I don't think he has agoraphobia. Go see the movie, Jeff. Yeah. yeah, Jeff. I'm calling you out. For real. Get it together. You were not part of those episodes. But we've established he's Earth 2 Jeff. Oh. And Earth 1 Jeff, of course, is our pal, Jeff Durant. Ray, yeah. aka Captain EO. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Jeff Two, Electric Boogaloo, Book of Shadows. Yeah. So all that ramp up for very little reward. Yeah. But now we do indeed dive into the one and only Wonder Woman. And because of how excited you were mm-hmm. and the fact that you spent four and a half hours, aka two black casts, yeah. they're waiting for <laughs> you laugh. But kind it of it has curb. happened. Yeah. It has happened. Uh, your overall thoughts, and then we'll get into a lot of specifics. But, um, uh, I really liked it. It was, for the most part, what I was kind of expecting it to be. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't a ton of surprises in terms of the way that it unfolded as a story and as a movie. Correct. Yeah. Um, based on the trailers, it was the movie that I was anticipating it was going to be. So, I think that will be good for people to know, because a lot of people feel cheated by the by Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman both. They were like, those trailers are great, but those movies sucked. I think that this trailer... And, and you, of course, this, do not feel that way. I do not you feel that way. You thought that those were good trailers and also good movies. Yes, correct. Yes. Uh, but I, I think you're right. I think that the trailer you saw for Wonder Woman is definitely mapping out this movie. There's yeah. no misrepresentation, nope. you know? Yeah. This is... That, that was what we got. Yeah. Uh, so I liked it a lot. And it's one of those things where we talked about this a little bit after the movie, but like with Batman vs. Superman, I had the luxury of seeing it immediately again the next day. Yes. When I'm so excited and worked up about something, I usually see it more than once to allow myself the second viewing to really listen to the dialogue again you know what i mean see where the music is and kind of appreciate it more because the first time you see something you just kind of absorb everything and it can be overwhelming especially when your expectations and your excitement level so high and if i didn't like it i wouldn't want to do that i didn't see suicide squad immediately again no you didn't see it for a long time you didn't see it until the extended extended edition came out and that all of that extension, the extra was just extra crap, right? I mean, it didn't improve the movie. Yeah. I thought the ex- extra for Batman vs. Superman improved the movie. Yeah, I think that for people that didn't particularly like Batman vs. Superman, the added content is not going to help win them over. But if you like the movie and you're interested, it mm-hmm. definitely it enriches the story. It fills in some plot yeah. holes, yeah. But so this, um, that was my initial feeling. That you wanted to go see it again. Yeah. But because of your fancy, I'm on the list, thank right. you very much, right. other side of the velvet rope, yeah. unable to see it again for oh, about two weeks, two weeks from when, yeah. when we actually saw it. And I have, now, every movie I see, I don't know if I've ever seen a perfect movie. That's not true. Rocky. I think Rocky's a perfect movie. I think perfect movies exist in the mind yeah, of but, the person uh, in who terms thinks of, that they're perfect. Nobody ter- else thinks they're perfect. In terms of, I mean, that's a great example, Rocky, but it's hard to imagine in your lifetime and to some extent mine actually going into a theater and seeing a perfect movie i think perfect movies predate the what about shawshank that's a that's a pretty great movie so right. that that's a good example I, it's hard to find fault with that that mm. is probably a perfect movie but there are very few of them there the are point? very few and i will say that i don't think i've ever seen a perfect superhero movie that's true i've seen some great ones right and there's always something you know even like the best ones you're like the dark knight is great yeah but boy, is it long. It is. I don't. Think, so that's not perfect. As much as The Dark Knight is like one of the best. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's not perfect. And I actually think Batman Begins is the more consumable superhero feeling. I think, it, I mean, I love The Dark Knight. Yeah. For what it did, like revolutionary wise, whether using IMAX and this, this, the scope of it. 
But I actually think Batman Begins is the best of the three. That's an interesting theory. It's very controversial. It's an explosive theory. It but, feels uh, more like a Batman movie. Yeah, I definitely agree with yeah. that. Yeah. Right. So, unable this. to actually see the movie right. again. You're right. just able to, you know, and at this point now. To go home was, alone and be with my thoughts. It was like five days ago that we've seen it. So yeah. you had a lot of time with your thoughts. A lot of time. And I think that the question that everyone wants me to ask, where is it on the fine scale? It's because it's, it's more than fine. It is more than fine. Yeah. And more it's than more fine than plus. fine plus. So fine plus plus or just off the fine scale and now good. I would use great. This, exceptional. I use, I use this description when uh, talking when Coltrane and I would talk about movies and I would use a word that he thought was much stronger and I kind of like don't throw it away. It's more than fine. It's more than fine plus. It's more than fine plus plus. I was like, it's great. Now, when yeah. I say it's great, that means like, would you give it an A? And I'd be like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I'm just generally like happy and pleased, and and Coltrane would be like, "It's not great." You know what I mean? Great to him means like Shawshank, right? So Rocky. so right. Baywatch. So the I was movie. like, "Well, okay, that's not what I mean." So it's it's that it's the my version of great, not the Coltrane great. It's you know I gave Suicide Squad a B in retrospect. I would actually give it a C. Right. I remember we talked with Jeff about that. Yeah. That we definitely graded on a curve in the moment yes, because we did. the soundtrack was so loud we couldn't think straight. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it came down to. But a lot of the things that I wanted from this movie, I got all of them. Specifically, the score uh, was something that I was like so ready for because her theme song in Batman vs Superman is the fucking greatest thing in the world. It it's a great moment when you hear it in Batman vs Superman, and I know you were talking before we saw the movie uh-huh. about how you. Knew I told it was you I was like, build. I know the exact moment it's gonna show up. Yeah, and, and it did in that exact moment. I I <laughs> expected great. it a full two minutes earlier because really? she was already in the middle of kicking people's ass. See, that was the more that. emotional like, part. So I it's not when she like dives onto the battlefield in World War One, like out of the trench. It's, it's after not. That. It's not. Yeah, that's when I wanted it. Oh, I really? wanted her. See, on I don't the think battlefield. it was appropriate there because that was the more dramatic moment because she's taking a lot of fire and she's standing up for other people and yeah. shielding other people. But then when the actual but once she fight, busts into a building and yeah. starts to fucking whoop on people's asses. Then you're like, that's, that's where true. That song comes if you use, yeah, if you use the Adam West Batman scale, that is when the Batman theme would have started. Is right. in that moment, not yeah. when the you know they're walking up the side and like Dick Clark sticks his head out and then Jerry Lewis. Not that moment when they're actually inside the building, right? And I mean, it was a great moment, but I was just like, it didn't start when I thought it was. I was like, well, I, I have to wait. Yeah. I have to wait for that great theme. Well, funny enough, uh, Rupert Gregson Williams, who's the brother of Harry Gregson Williams, um, they're both composers and. Rupert Gregson Williams also did the score just recently for um, what was that Andrew Garfield Mel Gibson movie, Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, that score was good, but kind of like generic war movie score. So he borrowed, I think, some of those elements for that sequence because it was this war sequence, and so I think they wanted to milk the emotion of that sequence more than they did the act, the hero, superhero element. Yeah, and then once they got into like the nitty gritty of it and the the actual like person-on-person combat then you get to be like now we get to do choreography and have fun and do the superhero thing with the lasso everything you know and breaking guns and punching people through walls and stuff lots of bullets being deflected lots of bullets yeah yeah so you were very happy with the moment where you had it and yes. they made you wait for it though i mean i'm not talking about the two minutes yeah. i had to wait it was but it's I know, like the midpoint of the movie basically maybe even a little bit past that i know the batman for superman score so well and i know the little motifs that they built Hans, I mean, it's a different composer, but he used the same theme, which I ve- I value. That's the one thing I always got after Marvel is that they would change composers for, with every movie. So there's no Iron Man theme. There's no Thor theme. There's Captain no, America. Captain has America a theme. has a theme, but then uh, Harry Gregson Williams, the brother of the guy who did Wonder Woman music, didn't use it. 
he used it briefly in Winter Soldier, and then they haven't used it again. They didn't use it in Civil War. Not in Civil War. I and think that would have been the other place where it's appropriate. Obviously, you can use it for his moments in the Avengers movies, yeah. but uh, but you said they didn't even really use it much in Winter Soldier? No. Hmm. It's right that's in the beginning, and then that's it. There's a little quick. So I was like, please keep that fucking theme song. And they were using it in the trailers, you know, when they would cut to the Wonder Woman logo, yeah. and that song would play, you'd be like, oh my They're god! Like, yeah, remember? They know, yeah. They, remember, they know that that was the best part of Batman vs Superman. Yeah, that even the people who didn't like it were like, oh, but then when Wonder Woman showed up, it was amazing. It was great. Yeah, yeah. so it... I don't think I know the people that said I I hated Batman vs Superman, especially Wonder Woman. You know, I right? Think that yeah, the she people, was the worst. She part. was the thing that I think saved it for people that didn't like it, and then people that liked it were like, "Oh, and that was like an added bonus." Right. You know? Like for me, Civil War did not need Spider Man to be in it. I've said that many he times, but I'm no. so glad he was yeah. because it just it just made it better. Right. You know. Right. And I think Wonder Woman actually added to the story in Batman vs Superman, but again. Batman vs Superman parentheses and Wonder Woman. She didn't have to be there, but no. very glad that she was. It was very smart from a business standpoint. Right, get us used to her. Yep, kick the tires a little bit on portraying the character on the big screen mm -hmm. because she had never been on the big screen before. Right, which is crazy when you think about how long she's been around. Seventy five years that there had not been the a Wonder attempt. Woman movie. Yeah. yeah, you know, like. Michelle Pfeiffer is Wonder Woman in 1991 or something. Yeah. You know, just well, and that's the thing too. And I think we kind of said this like coming out of the theater. You know, there's been a bunch of Superman movies and a bunch of Batman movies and now a bunch of Marvel movies and stuff. And so these characters have these representations, but Batman and Superman specifically have been represented on the big screen multiple times. Yes. So for this to be the very first Wonder Woman movie, like as we were coming out, we were both like, I mean, this is the best first Wonder Woman movie. You know what I mean? Like maybe they'll make another one in the future, but I think... I really do think, and maybe I hope, because I know that there's assholes out there who are assholes for the sake of being assholes, people will, I do think people will really like this movie, because, one, it feels more like a fucking Marvel movie, and that's what people think that, that they is, want. That's apparently what people need in their um, lives, yeah. And, uh, but it was just well done, and and uh, she was likable and good, and Chris Pine was likable and good, and their chemistry was great, and there was lots of humor, lots of jokes, despite the yeah, anti-jokes policy. Which is the thing that uh, <laughs> I was talking to you afterwards, is the thing that I always make jokes about yeah. here on the podcast, is that there was allegedly a memo that said no jokes, which, by the way, even even Batman vs. Superman does have got a some few jokes, jokes in Suicide it. Suicide Squad, yeah. a lot of jokes. Lo some would say too many jokes yeah. in Suicide Squad. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, um, too many jokes. Guardians of the Galaxy Not a DC 2, movie, definitely too many jokes. Yeah. But there were plenty of jokes, and the jokes were well done, so uh, that's why I said to you, I was like, well... In you know, Wonder Woman? At Wonder Woman, I'm like, yeah. well, they did break the no-joke policy, they but uh, they made it work, so I guess Chris they're going to get a pass. I think he's... Their their uh, um, chemistry is responsible for a lot of it, but he plays the jokes like a like a normal person. You know what I mean? Like I think in a movie like Suicide Squad or Guardians Two, like I think they kind of know that they're being funny and they're trying yeah. to be funny. So the humor comes from like natural reactions. How fucking crazy this is! Yeah, that yeah. she's like, we have to kill Ares, and he's like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and the conversation not, that they yeah. have in the boat, you know, about right. the Sex pleasures and, of the flesh and right. all that, and right? I'm going to sleep over here. And he's, he's like, well, you can sleep with her. He's like, well, you know, just the way that was played was great. So after I saw the movie, which I'll talk about my overall thoughts in a moment, but this is relevant. Uh, my wife, Heather, asked sort of what I thought about it. And I told her, you know, what I, I that I think she'll like it and the things that I think she'll like. And there's some things that you need to buy into and mm -hmm. sort of, you know, sit through for a little bit just to kind of have it 
all get going. Yeah. But what she said was, yeah, but how is she with Chris Pine? I'm like, oh, well, the chemistry there is best. That's, that's the my best part. Of the She's like, that's the only part I care about. Well, the then she'll be very that's happy. She, yeah, I was going to say, well, it's like, well, great. <laughs> right. That's good. And that was... Doesn't care about the action, doesn't care about anything else. No, I mean, obviously the action needs to be good, yeah. but she wants, that's what she's excited about I think seeing. that's what a lot of people want yeah. because the Steve Trevor, Diana Prince relationship is, is hugely important. Yeah. And they and captured it very well. Obviously, the this iteration of the character, it, it shapes her life thereafter. Yeah. You know how important he was. And right. this is the first man she meets, which the other Wonder Woman story that I saw was the animated movie where uh, Carrie Russell Carrie did Russell. her voice. Yeah. And, uh, I did, you know, very similar reaction to the initial meeting of uh, Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. So, but my point was about me course because yeah. it is it is the me it cast, is, uh, cast it's yeah. the me cast um i i wanted to just come in and say that like oh yeah it was it was fine but I, it was better than fine okay you know so i thought it, plus, i thought it was good plus. uh yeah i mean you i you know it's it's off the fine scale because it's like it's good yeah. you know yeah um you said it was great and i think there's a lot of great things about it and before we talked your hope was that this was going to be dc's first avenger because yes you know it's well, sort it's a of a tonal shift it's a tonal shift yeah. it's introducing a character and obviously there's the war and what i'm about to say would sound like an insult if you said it but i feel like it's not an insult because i like this movie mm-hmm. it's more dc's thor because of the fact that mm. she comes from this island and right and that's a thing that I'll kind of talk about in a second that is not a problem that I had, but a concern about how people are going to feel about it. And she is that outsider character, much like Captain America in yeah. the modern days. Yeah. So it felt kind of like a Thor movie where the first Thor movie I like a lot. Yeah. I, we've we established how the black cast feels about Thor the Dark World. Mm-hmm. It was very reminiscent of, of watching Thor for the first time because yeah. he's a god and he lives up in the sky. Or I guess they say that they're aliens because they try to downplay that that's they're right. gods. Yeah. So that's got to be like a Disney thing because that's always such a weird thing he's I like, think but he's the like god of thunder universe thing yeah you know what i mean that's true like, they, like they're trying to say like they can't literally be gods in this universe like they yeah. have to come from somewhere yeah. in order to make it believable so right I'm so that's what that. no it's fine it's fine yeah so uh but i thought it was very good and there were very obviously very captain america elements and as i've said first avenger is my favorite marvel movie mm-hmm. so i appreciated the fact that they have a good chunk that is a war movie with right. a superpowered person right. because that's great. It just felt overall more like the fish out of water elements and all of that is someone who is just, it's all so far into her right. that where she is and all of that. So it felt like a, like a good Thor movie, maybe even better than a, an actual Thor movie. Yeah. But I felt like that's what it was. And what M- my much, much better than an actual Thor movie. Well, I like the first Thor movie. I don't mind it. Yeah. <laughs> I do think Wonder Woman, though, structurally and emotionally, is much more sound than Thor. You mean movie or character? Do you Both. feel like the yeah? Because I, I feel the like the theme, development the of the character and the themes were stronger and more impactful. They both utilize a lot of humor. Yes. I feel like she's probably a more well-rounded character because she's the point of her isn't to be arrogant, and Thor is right. supposed to be very arrogant. Right. Right. You know. And the thing is, is like with the movie too, and like we said, it's a tonal shift. I also think it's a tonal shift because DC's like, okay, we we acknowledge that we did the sad movies for a little while. Yes. You know, the dark and depressing Man of Steel. I mean, I like that version of Superman because sometimes I 
can relate to that version of Superman. Sometimes Superman's sad. The Zack Snyder, Henry Cavill Superman is like, who saves me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's so, and <laughs> like, true. don't you have to wonder when Superman gets overwhelmed? Like that's that version of him. And I like it. And when he that's, died, that's when he calls crypto. That's right. Crypto handles the oh, stuff. Man, I wish crypto much. was in one of these movies. At some I, point. I feel like crypto will not be in these I know, movies. I know. When they had the other director before it was Patty Jenkins, she mm. wanted the, the tiger, the talking tiger and everything that Wonder Woman. Did has. she want the invisible jet? I think they talked about it, and I'm really glad that they didn't because I don't know how those things will translate. I don't think that they would. You know, my knowledge of Wonder Woman mostly comes from the Super Friends, as with a lot of the yes. DC Universe, and man, they use that Invisible Jet a lot. I love the Invisible Jet. I think it's like the such a great of, idea. The Lasso of Truth was about as far as they could stretch it, yeah. believably. And yeah. they did, because you got to still use that fucking Lasso. And it's cool. It, it is cool because it isn't just a lasso of truth. It's also a practical lasso that you use to lasso things. It's yes. not only like, all right, let me let me carry this thing around only right. so I can get people to tell me no, the truth. No, she uses it to fight people. But that sort of goes back to what I was going to say. Not a criticism for me as I watch it. As we're seeing the beginning, you know, really like first half hour that yeah. takes place entirely on the island and she's there with the Amazons. And I just started to think, are people going to be okay sitting through this much of of what this is. Right. And I think they are because they'll sit through a Thor movie and mm-hmm. you know, they'll also sit through outright garbage. But right. you know, it, sort of that's why I started in my mind comparing it to Thor. It's like mm-hmm. cuz you know, there's a lot of stuff that happens in Asgard and you kind of want to see Thor on Earth. You right. know, there's some cool stuff. I mean, obviously you have Idris Elba when he's on Asgard, so that right yeah. there, well, you know. You got to stay in Rainbow Road. Oh my Scorpion. And you know, you need all that stuff. But at the same time, it was just sort of, it didn't take me out of the movie. It was just something I was considering. I'm like, are people going to be all right with this? Yeah. And I don't think it takes too long for Chris Pine to show up, you no, know, which was a concern. Yeah. As we're going time. along, I was like, oh, when, when's the when's inciting that incident of the movie? Yeah. It's about 10 minutes. So long. I think that that part worked. I feel like if there's anything that's going to be perceived as a weakness in the movie, people might get a little fidgety during that because they're waiting for her. To start kicking ass. Wonder Woman. But I think that they did a great job casting very young Diana, who just wants to kick people's asses. The little girl. And then middle, uh, I was going to call her middle age. Middle age. Like teenage, teenager. I don't know which. Young young tween. Yeah, tween. Nick, teen Nick or, um, you know, one of those. Disney Channel. Disney Channel. Yeah, yeah Disney Channel Diana. They yeah. did a good job casting those. And I thought that uh, young Diana was, it was very cute, you know, in a way that like she had like that face, but she just wanted to break things. Yeah. And I think they did a great job in having us be invested in the character, you know, and like when we see her as the grown up that we've already seen. Yeah. Which, which I think helps. Right. I agree. I agree. And now, is it to say that I think this is a perfect film? That's why we had this whole conversation. Sure. No, I even have my own little things about it, which is why I want to see it a second time, because sometimes those things wash away when you just allow yourself to absorb everything that's being presented more than when you do go in with expectations and wanting so much from it that you're like, this isn't really functioning for me right now because I wanted all this stuff. But then if you like it in general and you see it again, you're like, okay, I'm accepting these things now. You know what I mean? I had I had things like that with Batman vs Superman, but then when I saw it the second time, I really focused on the dialogue and on the message that the movie was trying to communicate. And I was like, oh, this is pretty f- profound. And I understand why people don't like it because it's incredibly challenging and difficult and no one likes their superheroes to be stripped down. 
Yes. And, and also Batman and Superman only fight for eight minutes. So, mm. you know. Well, it's a little longer than the extended cut. Like, it's like ten minutes. Well, that's two, that's two minutes ass kicking. You knew it was going to be short. Well, yeah, but I was disappointed because uh-huh. I was just like, it's, it's called but Batman But then they fought Doomsday Superman. for like 45 minutes. Yeah, there was a, oh, there was a lot of fighting Doomsday. And yeah. We've already, we've already so done a lot I on that. I even have my own little things about it. I, uh, my gut reaction is that it should have been a little bit tighter. I think two hours and, two hours and ten minutes instead of two, two hours and 20 minutes would have made a big difference. Now, was it to the extent where if they made it a tight two hours even, would they have, would it not have breathed enough for you? It wouldn't have. I think we would have lost quite a bit. I think shaving off even as little as five minutes would have made, you could take some from, because some of the scenes, there's a lot of talking, you know, and making sure that they're communicating their theme and what they want to say, which I appreciate. And I value that more than not having it at all. They could just go on kind of long. And I started to get like, Go fight again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I want to see Wonder Woman fight people. Yeah, I think there was some of that. I thought, you know, the budget for this movie is not as high as Batman vs. Superman or even Man of Steel because, of course, why would they give more money to the female movie? Some of the effects... Yeah, she's going to get, what, 70% the budget yeah, that a right. male superhero movie gets. It's yeah. just the way the world works. We yeah. move on. And apparently not the marketing, that the even though it's the most highly anticipated movie on Fandango, and I don't think anyone doesn't know it's coming out next weekend, or the, technically... Te- technically came yeah, out yeah or yeah but this as, yeah the yeah. weekend before it came out like people know that everyone knows people know that baywatch and pirates are in the way right they're blocking you from wonder woman right this is when she should be out right but right it, it just wasn't yet so there was there was a couple of effects shots that i can get over you know what i mean i was just like darn it i wish you guys had like an extra month to just w- was there a specific one that you remember there was a couple backgrounds in motion like okay. when young diana jumped and was like, I saw the background like moving behind her. I was like, mm. interesting. There was just random ones that maybe m- my eyes pick up on it more. The average moviegoer is probably not going to notice those things, yeah. which is good. I don't love the amount that they had the slowed down. And that action. was going to be another point. I, I yeah. just, it's okay to do sometimes. Yeah. But it's sort of like, you know, ever since The Matrix, we we see it. And it was so cool in The Matrix. Yeah. And sometimes it works. It's like, wow, that's really impressive. This was one where, the slowed down action wasn't made better. And not every time. Sometimes it, it helped. It's, but I was just like, just have it in real time. Like, is it because you spent so much money? a couple of minutes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah. is it because you spent so much money on the sequence that you're like, we got to get more screen time out right, of this? Right, right. And I, I think it, it took away, but not real, not to the detriment no, no, of the way I felt about the movie. But and, in the moment, I'm like, just just go. Yeah. You know? Funny like, enough, Zack Snyder... Like helped with the story and obviously he was an executive producer because he did Man of Steel and Justice League and stuff. But everyone was worried with Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman that because Zack Snyder was directing it, it was going to have a lot of the slow motion, slowed down sequences like he sort of made popular and famous. I mean, the Matrix made it famous first and then he used it to another level in 300 and in Watchmen. And it was too much for me in Watchmen. I thought it was cool in 300 and I think they went for it with Wonder Woman because of that almost 300 like feel to the Amazons versus the uh the spartans kind of thing so there was way too much of it does it hurt the movie no but i would have liked to see a little bit more of the action in real time yeah no i definitely agree that uh, and they could have masked some of the effects by playing them in real time as opposed to slow because when they were slow i was like you "Ah, you ah." could see the seams a little bit a little bit yeah yeah. but again not a real problem but that was definitely something that in the moment i felt but i think that the action is good and Mm -hmm. people are going to enjoy it she looks great she looks like wonder woman she really does i mean that like like objectifying her i mean like no but she's great you want her to look like the character because you know look as much as i like well some of the brian singer x-men movies 
none of those movies do they ever look like the X-Men. Except for at the very end of Apocalypse, when they're wearing like their right color combination. Right, but when it's like it's all black leather, and you know, yeah. there's the Strange. bonus scene in the Wolverine where yeah, he sees the, the costume. costume. But that's like the only time. So you, they don't look like them. You know, it's true. Yeah. Spider-Man always looks like Spider-Man. Cap mostly looks like Cap. It's a little disappointing when, and I don't think that any iteration of the X-Men costumes would have looked very good on Especially screen. at that time, yeah. Yeah, so I definitely agree that uh, you can't always do it, but you wondered about Wonder Woman. Like, yeah. okay, what are they going to change? But, I mean, they People didn't. thought her costume was too muted in Batman vs. Superman and uh, is much brighter in this movie, but the color palette of this movie was brighter, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I definitely agree with that. So. And, you know, it's also what like 90 years later yeah, i don't know so. if it's the same costume it's probably not she's probably downplayed it a little yeah. bit you know she, she was sad in that point you know in yeah. the present day she was sad she'd run away she wasn't really wonder woman anymore no and and it's an interesting question like well between wonder woman and batman versus superman how much wonder womaning did she do yeah maybe a little bit on the side but yeah. obviously nothing to stir the only person who knew about it apparently like luthor because he knows about he everything. knows about everything yeah yeah it's very interesting actually that looks luthor somehow knew who she was yeah all that's that, a, but that's a that's a convenient point for the justice league setup. <laughs> very convenient point. and he's like well i got i got, I got, Cyborg, I got cyborgs video yeah. i got the, I got got the flash video, yeah i got Aquaman. don't worry i got it all but anyway i think that the movie i i enjoyed it i, I think that they did a good job telling a story that I, I don't know it's not a story that we've seen that much i mean mm-hmm. if you've seen that animated wonder woman movie but other than that it's yeah, like it's basically the same pre- but the, the premise has always been the same yeah but so you don't when, it's not one it's not a story that's been told for the mass audience the movie going right, audience right. ever before that's true now now when did you watch the animated movie a few years ago uh, okay probably like two years ago uh when did batman's first superman come out did it only come out like a year ago a Last year and March. a half so it was probably around then. So it was probably more like a year ago. That's okay. probably when I felt like, you know, it was actually, yeah. it was coming on HBO. It okay. wasn't like I didn't even seek it out. I'm like, oh, I'll watch that. Oh, there it is. So that, yeah, that helped out. Yeah. And uh, now you expressed to me, I think it was on the black cast when we were talking about Guardians. You said you actually didn't know who the prime antagonist of the movie was going to be. And I said, good, I'm not going to say anything. I did indeed say that. But as far as her origin story goes, this is always the prime antagonist. Now, were you surprised? It's always or were you like, Oh, that's right. It's Ares. Yeah. I, I was not surprised that that's who she was looking for. Little, little underwhelmed by who it turned out to be. I'm glad it wasn't I was the guy we thought that who it was. It turned out to be. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad it wasn't the German with the mustache as opposed to the Brit with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember these character the names. Obvi- I thought it, it was going to be the woman. Oh yeah, I think that. Well, you know, and that woman was the most interesting evil character right. in the movie. She had a funny mask. Funny mask. It was cool mask. Creepy mask. Yeah. It, was, it was very creepy. There was a couple of small things too with the like. She's like, I developed this thing to restore your strength. Like some. Some, some like yeah. smoke that like gave him superpowers i was like i wish we had like 30 seconds more explanation of, of why w- that happened what is that and why yeah because yeah. he was like had super strength and could like punch her through walls and shit briefly and yeah it and went that's, away. i think yeah. i don't know i almost feel like that's the red herring to make us think like well clearly it's this, going to be him this is going to be aries i don't know why he needs that so yeah i did not know that that's where it's going, but of course it makes sense that that's yeah. who it was. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, is that basically who her Joker, her Green Goblin, her... No, funny enough, I think it's probably Cheetah would be her big one. Because especially with the, the run the, that's going uh, on now. The the guy who sells the cheesy snacks, Chester, Chester Cheetah. Is, yeah, yeah, Chester Cheetah is her, her nemesis. Yeah. That's really interesting because yeah, I feel with the like sunglasses and stuff. Yeah, you know what? I feel like if you punch him, he's just gonna be like her fingers are always orange. She's it like, ain't, "Fuck, 
it ain't easy being cheesy. That's right. And then, you know, it's just like, God damn it, how shut up. I, how can I defeat you? So Cheetah is her, her yes. real nemesis. Dr. Barbara Ann Minerva. She, they were friends and then she gets corrupted by this thing and turned into the Cheetah and then hates her because she holds her responsible. So I would imagine in Wonder Woman 2, it will probably be her. Wonder Woman 2, Book of Shadows. Yes. By the way, I literally just now remembered another Wonder Woman that I had the opportunity to see. Okay. That great NBC pilot. Oh, yes. I didn't which even I get through the whole thing. I watched forgot. the first like, 15 I, I, minutes. Well, I had to watch the whole thing because it was so bad. Now, they did not tell her origin story in that. Right. She was already like corporate Wonder she, Woman. Yeah. And God, what the, the it, worst... I, I That... Oh my god! It was so bad, but disgusting. Uh, How bad yeah, and then she went on to Carrie Elwes was, in. and so was um, uh, she used to be Hugh Grant's girlfriend. But, oh, she was from the first Austin Powers. Oh, 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 um, Hurley, Elizabeth Hurley, Elizabeth Hurley. Yeah, not good in that movie, by the way. Or that TV. I show. mean, I only saw the first fifteen minutes and then couldn't get through it. Yeah, and that actress went on to be Mockingbird on Agents of Shield, right? And then was one of several shows that they've tried to spin off that didn't happen. So I don't think she does anything now, but Probably. you know, whatever. She's not in shield anymore. No, I, I you know what she might be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you'll appreciate that. I have uh, 14 episodes of agents of shield sitting in my, that DVR. you even made it to a point where you could be 14. Episodes well, here's the thing, because you know what was in those other episodes, ghost, ghost Rider. Rider. And then, you know what was in the last episode that I watched ghost Rider, yeah. And that was the end of the ghost Rider. How story. was the ghost Rider story? I really liked the ghost Rider story. Really? I thought he was cool. Okay. Yeah. Better and than the Nicolas Cage ones. That's nothing, hard to look. Nothing. You know, you talked about perfect movie before. Obviously ghost Rider yeah. is the two book of perfect movie. Is yeah. The best one. Anyway, to the edge of reason. <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as, as I was saying though, I was just, I was, I flashed on how bad that pilot, that was. pilot was. And, yeah. You know, I'm sure that no one associated with the movie ever saw that. You know, I th- feel there's something to be said for watching it done wrong. Though. Yeah, I think Gal Gadot probably watched it for inspiration to make sure to, like, that don't she be really like that. made sure. Do you to think not she watched some Linda Carter? Probably you know, because that, absolutely, yeah, I think she did. Yeah. She, I mean, she and Linda Carter had done a whole like little press tour together because Wonder Woman was inducted as the like a world ambassador. You know what I mean? I remember that. And yeah. And then people raised the stink because basically she was too sexy. So they said like we don't need like a lady. Like some women were like we don't need a woman who's like flashing her boobs and sex appeal as like a world ambassador for peace. Let's like have have it be real women. Which of course we want real people to represent. So Eleanor Roosevelt dressed as Wonder Woman. Characters like representing this thing. Also, her design has been this way since forever. And if you really want to be a true feminist, it's learning the balance between egalitarianism and an embracing of sexuality and not a shaming of sexuality. So if she's a sexy character, so long as you're not over-sexualizing her in a gross way, you can let her be sexual. She's a she's attractive. Same as that's why Batman, Superman just look all ripped and handsome all the fucking time. It's the same thing. By the way, they are very handsome. Very handsome. Yeah. Incredibly handsome. <laughs> so it goes both ways. So the fact that they kicked her out because she was too sexy was like, ironically, more sexist. Oh, I definitely agree From with the that. women yeah. who didn't want her in. She's the female superhero. You know, no other female yes. superhero. Which is cr- unfortunate, Although, but yeah, it's really only her for the most yeah. part. Now, when you were posting that you were excited on Facebook, I told you that I was going to do this, but I think that the joke would have been lost on all the people commenting. Was uh, People were like, oh, jealous. Oh, I hear it's great. Let me know. And I was going to comment, I hear it's not as good as Captain Marvel, okay. which, of course, has not been shot, has right. not been written. Right. But I just, you know, because... You can see Marvel fanboys. Yeah. And- 
They, who, they say stuff like that yeah. on your Facebook page all the time. There they're, are, and they're actually your friends. I know. It's, and it's, people say that it doesn't exist. And it's like, I do think, obviously, you can like both things. And of course. Sometimes people think that I'm like a DC conspiracy I mean, theorist. how many years have we been saying, can't we like both? We had an episode well, called that. We can the, like both. It's the fact that the clickbait exists saying, Wonder Woman, where's the marketing? It's like, why are you writing about this? Yeah. It's there and you're gonna see it like you know i don't it was just such a strange well, and that, thing and that question was asked before guardians of the galaxy came out yeah when and it was like once this exactly a month away from release movie comes out yeah. and stops having all their shit and all the posters in la that were once guardians posters are now wonder woman posters and by the time this episode is posted they will all be spider-man posters. <laughs> yes they will yeah, so yeah where's the spider-man marketing well, if you go to an AMC theater, it's actually everywhere. It's at they the wear AM- the T-shirts. Well, the Wonder Woman stuff was at a theater. It's all in the theaters. Yeah, but I'm saying like if you w- were at an AMC theater, you wouldn't believe how much Spider-Man oh, right, right, there right, is. There's right. like the cardboard things are front and center, they have, like, and they all, they all wear the T-shirt, the t-shirt, which I was just like, how do I get that T-shirt? It has like a little Spider-Man face. You got to join. You got to work for AMC for a little while. I, I guess so. But anyway, so that was like a joke that I was going to say, and you know, Marvel's definitely behind the curve in female superheroes now. I was talking to Heather about this very thing that there are very strong female characters in the Marvel universe. Yes. I'm talking about the print universe, not the cinematic universe, yeah. but they've been licensed to Fox because it's mostly like the X-Men. Yeah. The X, the women in the X-Men are the, are the strongest, ones. Yeah. the strongest female characters. You know, they, they don't really have rights to them. And it's like, well, you know, and then the Sue Storm, the invisible woman is not a particularly strong character. But well, she the, could be if you wrote her could, well. well. If you wrote her well, but so far that hasn't happened. Yeah, she's like not so, there anymore. So yeah, and that's kind of like she really is. Wonder Woman really is like the female character yes. that can in open, the world. Yeah, yeah it, that can open a movie. There's other characters. Yeah, look, and I started talking about how in the '70s there were series. There was Ms. Marvel, who I guess will actually be the character of Captain Marvel in in the movie that Brie Larson's going to star in. Mm-hmm. By the way, my wife not excited to see Brie Larson as a superhero. I'm like, yeah, but they went and got like a good actress instead of like, yeah. which I think is it's a good approach. It's oh. like having Benedict Cumberbatch be Doctor Strange, right? Because it's a tough sell, Doctor Strange. It's so true. let's like put a good actor in that role and see what happens. And then his performance was just okay. Yeah, because his fucking accent. Because he worked ruined it so hard on that accent. On his Doctor House accent. If he was just British, the movie yeah. would have been ten times better. But obviously, she is the only female superhero that we have yeah. at, at this point, yeah. and I think it was important to do it right. And uh, you know, I think the soft rollout that I alluded to earlier, having her in Batman vs Superman, was very important. Right. You know. Right. And she's not a lesser known character, but at the same time, she's neither Batman nor Superman. Mm-hmm. She's not the Flash, not the Green Lantern. I was trying to think of like where she is in the ranking in terms of you know people's awareness or affinity for these as far characters. As DC characters go. She, she's got. A, she, I think she's, she's the top, top five. Three. I think top three. You'd That's put her in the Trinity. You'd put her ahead of. Oh, because who are you bumping out? You're bumping out Batman for Flash. No, no, the Trinity is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Okay, yeah. And then do we round it out with Flash and Green Lantern in the top five? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that makes sense, depending on the, what people know of the Justice League. Green Lantern is usually not in the Super Friends, interestingly enough. Right. I don't I don't know quite why that was. Yeah, he was every once in a while. Yeah, but it's just, it's just dependent. But anyway, it's not about the Super Friends, but it always is about <laughs> yes. the Super Friends. So I think that you know, they did a good job in balancing the character, yeah. the femininity and all right. of that. I think they did a great job. One of the things that I read after the fact, which I don't know if you know this, when they did some reshoots for the movie... 
Gal Gadot was five months pregnant. I thought she was six months pregnant. Well, I read five. Okay. But, and Somewhere so in between. I guess they added some green screen to her baby bump. Did they? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what scenes they reshot. Like, yeah. it's not something that... I think it was some of the Battlefield stuff, too. Yeah. Which it, there, she she said there. she also did some stunts, yeah. which I'm going to assume that they're light, light stunts. stunts yeah. But still, she did stunts. Yeah. And it's like, well, first of all, that's impressive. It's like, well, I didn't... I don't seem to remember her being pregnant she didn't tell me when celebrities get pregnant have babies you learn about it and then it's like two weeks later they have the baby and yeah. you're like wait what yeah like what oh oh okay well congratulations that's, fast. that's impressive by yeah. the way that she's able to pull off yeah you know yeah. like sorry to bring it back to marvel but also not a strong female character that honestly should have her own movie black widow scarlett johansson was pregnant in, in, avengers, in 2. avengers 2 yeah and again it's just like crazy impressive when they do that mm. because from what i'm told being pregnant is not easy i have never been pregnant so i i can't really vouch for you it, can't speak for it. and that was actually what i was going to say when we were talking about ms marvel or captain marvel is going to be this attempt right and you know my wife was unimpressed by characters like the fact that there was a spider woman and she's like well that's just dumb and it's she's, derivative of the male she's mostly right yeah, that, that, that yeah she's not necessarily a dumb character jessica drew who they wanted to be jessica jones etc cetera, etc cetera. oh that's right they wanted jessica they jones to be a washed up no they're just like no don't do that to our beloved character more jessica drew yeah that's so much more interesting but anyway you know i I see her point though i i think i like the character of jessica drew but the idea of spider woman is kind of stupid it is stupid you know you you didn't you didn't need that spider girl well that's a different story spider gwen oh that's right just crazy things how popular that thing is in the cosplay community like every girl Uh, is a spider yeah i think that she's cute and adorable looking i think that cosplay fuels a a lot of uh, character popularities like harley quinn you know i'm not saying that she's not a good character that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying that the ability to the goddamn jared leto fucking joker Ah, yeah, that's true. A lot of Deadpool's, but there was already plenty of Deadpool's before. Once the movie came out, there was an inappropriate amount of them, and they were all assholes. Well, because they're Deadpool, they felt like they it encouraged them. Yeah, you put on that Deadpool mask. Yep. To bring it back to Wonder Woman, if you dress up like her, you don't get to be an asshole. No. Yeah. You have to be. You cannot uh, know about the 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 ways of the world, which is fine. And I know it was in the trailer, but I did like when Chris Pine. Steve Trevor says, yes. welcome to jolly old England. And she's like, it's hideous. And I think, I mean, it's a very funny moment. Yeah. That that's her reaction to right. actually seeing the outside world. Right. You know? And it's all dirty and gross. Yeah. yeah. Wel- welcome. Yeah. Welcome to earth. <laughs> welcome to earth. You know, later she goes to uh, Gotham city and metropolis. Those mm-hmm. are also, also very, dirty very cities. dirty places. And metropolis is a little bit better than uh, Gotham just a little city. though. It's only a little, yeah. you know, in this universe where they're across the bay from each other or whatever it is. Yeah, which yeah. I actually kind of like that. I mean, it's for convenience's yeah. sake. Yeah. Let's the not fact have that them be Clark four never knew who Batman was. Mm, let's be real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, he's, as we've already established, he's met both Dick Clark and Jerry Lewis. Everybody knows <laughs> who right. Batman is. That's right. So I was very happy with the movie. I would like to see it again. I probably won't get an opportunity to see it again in the theater just because when it's summer, there's so many Heather's going to go without you. Well, that's a good point. I feel like I probably will see it again with Heather, but yeah. I know that we won't see it opening weekend, so I'm not quite sure It's a big when. screen movie, Jeff Winstead. <laughs> it's meant to be seen on the big screen. It's a large action epic. Uh, in five months, Jeff Winstead will know that you've called him out in yep. this episode. Yep. So what does that mean? Like, oh, January 2018. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, hey. Hey, Merry Christmas to you too, asshole. <laughs> I liked Wonder Woman on my at-home tiny screen, unless maybe he has like maybe a 70-inch HD What if he television. has a home theater? 
He could. Yeah, I would. a whole room, like a bunker. Yeah, I would love to have a home theater. And 4K projector. Yeah. So you're right. I will see it again, and I think I'll be able to appreciate it. You know, it's like, as we speak right now, I still haven't seen Rogue One a second time. And of all these movies that I've wanted to see a second time, mm-hmm. it's that one because I feel like I had a lot of problems with it that I'll be able to let go when mm-hmm. I see it again. Mm-hmm. And this one I don't have a lot of problems with. A little disappointed in British mustache guy as the villain. You I, wanted him to... Well, what I, I just thought was going to happen is that that body yeah. was going to then like just transform into this weird energy That's... in the armor but they kept him with the mustache and... in the armor and i was like why and then yeah. they cut to the scene where he's like when zeus cast me out and it was like him all like skinny yeah, in the cave with like... the mustache i was like you're not aries yeah. at all you're a british guy you're not you can't be him from thousands of years ago or whatever it was he would never have had that mustache <laughs> it could be and... a reincarnation or just a a facade that he created. The fact that they didn't explore that blows my fucking mind. That's probably the most off moment, the most false note in the thing is watching her show off with against this British guy. Yeah. And we see the armor briefly. Once he's in the armor, it's cool, but then yeah. you realize it's the same actor yeah. in the helmet and you're like, why do you keep showing who, his face? And should I know who that actor is? Should I have been excited? Is that he's, like somebody from Downton Abbey or he's something? from Harry Potter and a couple other things. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, the, the wizard movies? Those are the yeah, Harry Potter ones? Yeah, he was in the third one. Okay. He was the werewolf guy. You know, if he hadn't passed away, it should have been Alan Rickman. Because then, <laughs> yeah. we would have known at the beginning, like, oh, that's the bad guy. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> now I create war. Oh, how much better would that have been? No, much, it, didn't, much, much it just would have been a better moment. But I liked a lot of the you know the interactions she had with the outside world. Uh, Steve Trevor's assistant was the Ed Candy. Yeah, was the girl who played Dawn on the British Office. Oh, so okay. yeah, I hadn't seen her. Lucy Davis is her name, and I, you you notice I did not look that up on IMDb. It actually came to me. You knew. Oh, it. If I had the bell, I would have hit it right. In a now. dream. It's a good thing I don't have it. Dave Sometimes, the dog would have not been happy. Probably. I always thought she was very funny in that show, and she's done some other things. So I was glad to see her. Yeah. But you know, not a you know Chris Pine is is the biggest name with appreciable screen content. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. you have uh, Robin Wright. Mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting now who else you had on the was it Nielsen? Connie Nielsen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you you have you know some recognizable faces, but really Chris Pine is the movie star throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, and so it's interesting, you know. I mean, I think that Gal Gadot, or oh, and this is something we haven't talked about. Yes, you heard her say it in an interview. She says her own name. Yeah, Gal Gadot. She and pronounces the T. And I was like. Ruins every Waiting for Godot joke we've done. Ever since we first announced that they said that this is the actress who's going to play Wonder Woman, and we had a lot of Waiting for Gal Gadot. I think that was a Black Cast episode title. And now we don't have that anymore. So we're waiting for Godot. Well, she says it's, it's very light. It's just Gal Gadot. Well, so you can yeah. just kind of you can kind of bury it. Um, what are the things that people were critical of when they saw the trailer was that they didn't like her accent, and I did which not. Blows my fucking which, mind. Obviously, her accent would be different than it is in Batman vs. Superman, which is an interesting choice, I, I guess. She sounds different in this movie. Yeah. Not a lot, but a little bit. And it's well, she's younger. She's less she's lived in on in the world yeah. now for another like hundred yeah. years, basically. Basically. So it's um, gonna change. I didn't find you know, we alluded to Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent, which never ever stopped being distracting every yes. time he opened his mouth. Yeah. I did not find I, I don't even know if this is the way she just speaks normally or it is. If, she's yeah. Israeli. That's like yeah. her, pretty much her natural accent. I think uh, she can thicken it and, and lessen it. Yeah. Which she did between Batman vs. Superman and this movie. But it forced all the American actresses who played the Amazonians to also yeah. have that accent. Which, which is interesting. I appreciate. I don't want them speaking with American accents. That's not where they live. 
You know what I mean? That's not their oh, history. You mean, you mean like every series or movie about ancient Ever? Rome yeah. where everyone is British? Yes. I, I don't understand what you mean. And I, if they didn't cast Gal Gadot, uh, they, well, they would have been British. They they all would have been like, yeah, but Ma, I want to go out and fight. You know what I'm saying? You know, I and mean, they would have been New terrible. Jersey, Wonder Woman? Yes. Yeah. You think she doesn't defend? Maybe I'll save the world. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll put some more gravy out on the stove. Whatever, mama. Depends on how I'm feeling. So I don't know. I think that the things that people were ready to not like when they saw the trailer, I I don't see them as being problems. I think buying into the Amazonians and the weird headdresses and just, you know, mostly talking Mm -hmm. and only eventually starting to fight in like 20 minutes into yeah. the movie. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can see people being like, where's, where's the, where's the cool part? Yeah. You know, what did you want the whole 13 episodes when you watched Iron Fist is be Iron Fist and be awesome. Um, so people yes. might, people might see this and be like, okay, but how about you be Wonder Woman? Can you be Wonder Woman? These two things are incomparable. I, I'm just saying it's a similar feeling. Because to wa- Iron Fist is garbage and Wonder Woman <laughs> is is really good. It's not. And she's Wonder Woman like 30 minutes into Even the when she's a little girl, she's still Wonder Woman. She's still Wonder she's just, Woman. She, and she she's doesn't badass know. and cool throughout the movie. Yeah. Iron Fist is a bitch throughout the series. <laughs> so is she always wear the bracelets even as a little girl, right? So what what is that about? Like what does she, do they not come off? Like, Honest I answer? Guess, yeah. No idea. Okay. It's just not something they've ever dealt with. No. Well, I'm sure they have. I just don't know. You, so you haven't read every inch of every, every Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman book from ever? 75 years? I'm, I'm a fa- well, only in the past couple of years that I really actually start like diving into her books. And Where is she in terms of uh, Rebirth New 52? Did they mess up the character and have to undo it? Or is she no. still consistently... She's still consistently good. They're kind of re- they're kind of spinning and, and undoing New 52 slowly. So she's sort of becoming the, the more classic Wonder Woman. Superman's becoming the more classic Superman. But you don't read Rebirth Wonder Woman because you're sexist. I do read Rebirth Wonder Woman. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's I didn't great. Know. It's excellent. And and who's involved in that? Greg Rucka is the writer, which a lot of people were upset because they were like, well, a man is writing for Wonder Woman because they were trying to make a big thing, which I appreciated with the movie. That they, they had like, a female We will hire director. a female director. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, same thing with Jessica Jones season two. Every episode will be directed by a woman. That's amazing. And I think Luke Cage, every episode will be directed by a black director. I think that's great. You know what I mean? Like... And it's every episode, doing that. every episode of Iron Fest season two will be directed by a little bitch, and by that I mean mm-hmm. a guy who's really whiny. Right. See, that's, or, that's a or, comment just for you. Or Mickey Rooney in uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> Racist, uh, not understanding of Asian culture. Great. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. Like the show. And so, with uh, I don't, I got off topic here. I'm yeah, a little we sure crusade. did. Uh, Greg Rucka. You know, everybody was like up in arms about it. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. And honestly, he, the book is so good. And his plans for it are very, very, he knows the character very well and has written it very well and, and is a feminist himself and was the person who was like, then there was a big deal. I was like, oh my gosh, the writer of Wonder Woman said that she's gay. And he's like, I mean, she has to be bisexual. You know what I mean? Like, or she doesn't have to be bisexual. She could be lesbian. But he's saying like, she has this thing with Steve Trevor. That's part so of her that's history. that's established, yeah. But you don't grow up in an island full of women and not be sexually active with the women. You have no other option. Like, of course, they're going to be both. Or maybe just lesbian. I was just imagining a, an extra 15 minutes at the beginning of the movie with just pillow fights. The Game of Thrones I, I, yeah, orgy I, scene? No, no. I just want pillow fights. Okay. Like, you know, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to go further than that. Because yeah. this movie was PG-13, I yeah. think, right? Because yeah. it's, it's a little violent. There's some but, violence. 
Not bad. Yeah, she you know? kills that guy. She kills him with her sword. She straight up kills him. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll get you the 13. But it? she doesn't know any better. How old is she? Is she like hundreds of years old? Like one of those kind of things? Like Thor's? I mean, that's what they're... Yeah. yeah. I think, so she's I think had hundreds of years. She's like a hundred and something. Okay, so she's yeah. had uh, at least a couple hundred years where she was on... A hundred years she's off a, of the island. Yeah, but so she's had probably a hundred years before that maybe? Or she had a while I don't think it's quite that on much, the because, island... There was a lot of opportunity. But they still play her very young and as in this movie. Wonder Woman. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's only like 118, you know, yeah. whatever, however long it took her to be a fully grown adult plus 100 years. Yeah. 100. Well, if you ask, if you ask Bujenski, 15 years is what it takes right. to be a fully grown adult woman. That's right. But you're right. She's probably like, you know, more than 118 at yeah. this point. Uh, so let's kind of talk about it in our final moments here in the context of where it'll fit in the universe and the you know the universe the the dc universe yeah i like that the movie's framed with bruce wayne Mm -hmm. gives her the print of the photo he's like i found the original for you which nice move by the way bruce Wayne. because of course he did you know why because he's a fucking hero he's batman yeah batman can do anything yeah Exactly. He's just like, oh, I need to find something that's impossible to find. Yeah, yeah I can do that. The Don't world's worry. greatest detective. By the way, he probably put Alfred on that. Probably. And he like was like, yeah, I get. Yeah, I you get do this. Yeah, yeah. You, you do that. I, I gotta, I gotta see if I need to adopt any kids for the a, next movie I'm put or whatever. A Justice League together. So I, I, I like that, and you know, I, I wonder, are we getting the the sort of idea that uh, we're gonna have some some pairing up of Batman and Wonder Woman. One reason in killing Steve Trevor would be that he's not in the way. Oh, you know? romantically and, and, pairing. Yeah, up? you know. I don't think so. Actually, I think I think, and I hope that they do this. It would be nice for them to remove the necessity of the romantic relationship with, especially with Wonder Woman. Like because the Steve Trevor part of that is very important to. The history of the character, like that's always been a big part of the relationship, that they do have this thing, but they do it pretty tastefully in the movie. You know what I mean? And they don't overplay it, yeah. and they still let her make her own decisions and be like, "Yeah, I'm into you, and we can sleep together, but you don't fucking get to tell me what to do." You know right. what I mean? Like we have this thing, but I'm also going to do my thing, which is cool, and I think that that's more authentic because this the notion that feminism means man hating is preposterous. You know what I mean? Like a love story is still enjoyable to anyone. I Even agree. to feminists, you know, what I mean, people act like it's just a bunch of like. Let's and Gal Gadot has said the same thing in, un, in interviews. She's like, people think feminists are like hairy, armpitted, smelly, man-hating women, and it's not that at all. It's just we want to be paid the same for the same work and the same, you know, even the small things. So I think that they 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 handled that well. I can imagine some people will be upset that they had sex. They don't show that scene. But it's it's heavily. I was I I was very disappointed that we did not see that. No, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking about how awkward it was going to be if even if we just got like another minute, like leading up to it. I was just like, oh, I I really didn't want it. Kirk and they cut away, and I was like, oh, thank God. Kirk, please, you know, just don't don't start pawn at Wonder Woman yet. You know, wait for wait for it to uh, fade to black. Yeah, I I don't know. I just feel like. Steve Trevor out of the way leaves room for Bruce Wayne to swoop in. And, you know, obviously he doesn't necessarily get to swoop in because, you know, she'll stop any swooping she's not interested in. Right. I I, don't know, I like the way that they play off each other uh, to sort of backtrack for a second. The idea that Steve Trevor is passed on. Yes. And not Dead. part of her story anymore. Right. Very heroic way Even to go out. Even if he didn't die at the end of the movie. He would still be dead because, would, because it's been a hundred years. Yeah, he would. Yeah, well, because superhero movie. Somebody because, could go back in time because and grab time. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. If if the doctor wanted him, and if they want him. to do that, they could just be like the time they went back and they grabbed him from the airplane and then they took him and then the plane blew. And up. they made him you know evil I mean? now. But yeah, exactly. It's probably the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, it's always that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, you're right. I guess they could do that, but we'll just wait under the assumption that he's dead. Yeah. 
are you disappointed that he's no longer part of her no, story? No, I think that that's necessary. Yeah, necessary I think her it, growth it as a person, her distrust makes the of story mankind, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm glad. That's two Steves thought dead in plane crashes. Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers lived on though. Yeah, yeah. it's true. So oh, sad. Two movies about war. Two, two couple of Steves. Two guys named two white guys named Chris in superhero movies playing Steves. Yeah, when uh, Chris Pratt. Yeah, hosted SNL or no? It was Chris, Chris Pine. Pine hosted SNL. Yeah. As soon as I said it, I knew it was right. there was a bit out. like that. He's not Chris Evans and he's not Chris Pratt. He's Chris Pine or Chris Hemsworth it, or Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. Nobody's mistaking him for Chris Hemsworth. That's true. You know, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see. And Justice League. Well, when's that? That's November. Yeah. I can't believe it's that soon. And yeah, and Joss you know, Whedon's picked up the slack. I mean, that's a tragedy for. It's Zach so Snyder, terrible to but, hear too. And yeah. it's like you know, it's a very private thing for people who I assume know that Zack Snyder's daughter, who's twenty, she killed herself, and obviously that's very upsetting and probably something they wanted to keep private. private yeah. But then what you have to do because it's Zack Snyder and because it's a DC movie, you kind of need to actually let that out there because otherwise the story becomes. Oh, Zack Snyder couldn't finish the movie and they brought mm-hmm. in Joss Whedon and yeah. he probably reshot the whole thing. Right. Which the expectation is probably it's not going to be that different. I mean, it's already been shot. They yeah. had to do some reshoots, which is inevitable for fucking any movie. And of course, anytime that there's like, anytime there's reshoots with the DC movie, one's like, oh, it's going to suck. But there's reshoots <laughs> for Doctor Strange and nobody's saying there's reshoots for every movie all the time because sometimes yeah. you realize you it's- need angles covered. You need the other things you didn't get. Yeah. It's, reshoots it's, for Wonder know, Woman. There, the there's a reason fine. why everybody's contract has it built in that they have to do reshoots. Right. Because you always need to do reshoots. Yeah. 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 And that was that was the narrative on Rogue One. It was like, uh-oh, reshoots. Well, I, I heard that those were substantial, and that's what people were saying about Justice League. But at the end, it's still a functioning movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like a... They're like, oh, the reshoots on Justice League, they're, they've changed it basically two times. I'm like, that it would be too expensive. You know what I mean? To reshoot yeah. no, no, no. a I, movie I, so much that you changed it twice? Yeah, that's and not, I think that... You know, maybe Joss Whedon is really handling reshoots for the most part. And yeah. I, I don't know how and different the f- it'll be. rest of post-production. But you and I were speaking before we started recording. What people will say is, oh, Justice League's <laughs> awesome because it. Joss yeah. Whedon came in. But then you can make the argument that Avengers 2 was sucked, which it did. And Joss Whedon hated making that movie. Yeah. And I think deep down he's always been a bigger DC fan anyway because obviously he wrote a Wonder Woman script and he's wanted to make a Batgirl movie. And Right, but he wrote a really bad X-Men series that I didn't like that's true, where that's right. Cyclops and the White Queen are together. And those, I remember other Shippers, things happened. You're not a shipper? No, not not those two. I know, Who right? wants that? That's very weird. Like, but, you know, he's like the nerd god and I, I think he can do wrong. Some people act like he can't I, do I, any wrong. I, I believe if you look at his IMDb page, yeah. you will see wrong on yeah. there, you know? And I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm not... Not a fan, but right. I'm not like a huge fan where no. his name makes me excited that yeah. he's attached to something. You I know? mean, he's a he's a smart choice. You know what he is? He's fine. He's fine. I think he's fine. It's a safe yeah. choice. Yeah. yeah, it's a very safe choice. He understands how to do this, and I wonder yeah. if Marvel's upset, but probably not. I think he's it made it clear that after Avengers 2, he was like, I am leaving this universe forever yeah. because I'm angry at everyone here. Yeah. But so and, I don't think Avengers 2 sucked because of him. I think it sucked because everybody got in his way. And Avengers 2 was good because they kind of let him do what he wanted to do. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, there, you know, Avengers Two is a little clunky, but uh, it's entertaining. But it's but not a great Civil movie. War is the much better movie. 
Like yes, that story the, should have been Avengers too. Right. Not you know, Captain America three, you know what Captain America three should have been? Captain America doing Captain America stuff. Yes, it should have. Like really just trying to find Bucky and dealing with that story. Yep. But it, it was new. Yeah. No, but we had Spider Man, so that's awesome. That's true. Anyway, uh so very excited about uh the movie and I enjoyed it. Uh there was one thing I wanted to read that uh I saw. There was a collection of some press. Uh one critic said Godot's yeah. Wonder Woman reminded him of Christopher Reeve's Superman. And here's the quote. True North superhero with no angst or cynicism, which is what we need right now. Uh-huh. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. That's like the very optimistic superhero. And to that extent, she is very much DC's Captain America. Just right. the unbridled 100% right. optimism. And... Right now she's DC's Captain America. Yeah. Usually that's Superman. Well, but this not the, Superman is not that guy. Not this Superman. Yeah. But maybe when he comes back to life, I think we're going to see a different kind of Superman. I think I think the tonal shift because of Wonder Woman is taking these movies okay, to a but more. What lighter. if when he comes back, he's Nicolas Cage in like the leather that Superman suit with the amazing. mullet? I would like that. I think that'd probably be the greatest movie of all it, time. It would be. And I don't know. I just I I isolated that quote because I'm like, yeah, I think that's why this works so well. And in that way, I do agree with you. It it is tonally like Captain America. Yeah. I think the character is more reminiscent of Thor. And again. Not a negative for me. Right. You saying not a that negative for me. I understand where what you're saying in that yeah. point, and I agree with that in yeah. terms of the specifics of the yeah. sort of like out of this world kind of character. It's too bad that it's a different universe because if we could get a story where you know Diana hangs around for another 15, 20 years and then fights in World War II with Captain America, Look, well, boy, that would be great. Wow. You know, but I guess that's never happening. That's huh? true. I was going to say something else about like what we just talked about in terms of the critics, and that specifically like. Patty Jenkins like reference. She's like I I pull a lot from the Richard Donner Christopher Reeve Superman. She hijacked on purpose a scene that's basically the same scene from that movie, which is when uh, Clark and Lois get mugged in the alley, and Clark like catches oh, yeah. the bullet but makes it look like he stumbled, and they then they miss that's the so bullet. Funny. But I... So then they get their little mug in the alleyway, but that's the first time she uses the bra- bracelets, and they take it to a bigger place, obviously, because then she kicks everyone's ass. Yeah, but it's funny because I didn't even it's think of that thing. scene She's until got you said the hat, it. But like he has, no, it. it's she exactly wears, like, the same, and mm-hmm. I. Didn't think about it. Yeah, it, and they did it on purpose. What should I have known Patty Jenkins from before? TV directing. Okay. Yeah. So Breaking Bad and some other stuff. So that of this course is her first is the, like that, major. That's the that's major the, movie. The Marvel model is you take the TV directors that take less money because <laughs> yeah. they're getting to direct a movie. Right. You know. I mean. But the episodes that she did for Breaking Bad and some other stuff were um, excellent. the ones with superheroes. Excellent. Yeah. The when one where Walter, Walter White. teamed up with Aquaman. Yep. Was crazy mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Meth Man. Yeah. But do you think about you know how meth was ending up in the oceans right. and you know Aquaman's like. Gonna stand for He's that. like, this look, yeah. my people are getting high. We can't have this. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, very interested in hearing about what people thought about the movie. Obviously, Blackcast Nation, who can let us know at Blackcast, B L A D T C A S T, like the Blackcast on Facebook, let us know. We saw this without our third musketeer or our fourth or fifth musketeers yeah. as well. So I'll be very interested to hear what our pal Jeff Duray, I almost said at Captain EO, but he's actually <laughs> Captain EO at Jeff Duray. That's right. Who's at Captain EO? He should talk to them. Michael Jackson. You know who probably owns it? The guy who has at Will Sterling. Probably. He probably has both of them. He's just going to sit on them. Jerk. Nope. Yeah. So I'll be interested in hearing what Jeff thought about it because I know he's excited. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Winstead, what he thought about it in 2018. Uh Yeah. When you watch it, for Christmas when it the, comes out to be well Yeah, it'll be out on Christmas, yeah. for sure. Yeah. You let us know what you think. Yeah, and you know, Guardians will be out in time for Thanksgiving, That's probably. Right. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the year, he'll catch up on everything. Or they might, you know what? It, they might try to go a little faster and release it before Justice League. That would be the wise thing That's to do. That's actually a very smart move. But yeah. they might not, because sometimes studios do things that don't make any fucking sense. 
That's true. You know, when the previous season of a show premieres usually the day of the season premiere on mm-hmm. Netflix. You know, a good example, I know show that neither of us watch at the moment, but Gotham, the previous season always shows up on Netflix like the the day or two before. Right. So it's like, how, how about a couple weeks before? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, that show's coming back. Why don't you watch it? Right. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. Let's just put it out whenever. Right. So I think that uh, it'd be good for it to be out then. And see, we're all talking about this because we want to know when Jeff Winstead's going to watch it. <laughs> yes. Which is what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so I'll be interested in hearing what people think. And now that you know what we think, let us know what you think. We'll talk more about Wonder Woman in the near future because yeah. we have to talk about it. It's going to be Injustice League. We, we, well, yeah, but I mean, we're going to talk about this movie because you'll get to see it again. Mm-hmm. And you've pointed out that I probably will see Maybe it Maybe I'll see it three times. <sighs> Look, nothing. I don't think. Did I see Man of Steel eight times? No, seven times. Eight times, six times was Phantom Sorry. Menace, right? Phantom Menace is eight times. I saw Man of Steel six times. This doesn't feel like an eight-time movie. It's not. Like, I saw Batman vs. Superman four times. Yeah. Maybe I'll see this three times? I don't think I've ever seen a movie more than three times in the theater. And the movie that I'm most sad about having that distinction is Star Trek V. Mm-hmm. It just was a summer where there wasn't that much. You just kept going I back. Just, uh, yeah, I ended up seeing it like one time, you know, with... Every My week. parents, I saw it at the drive-in. This was the third time. So it was just like, man, it was a lot of Star Trek V. I saw Batman vs. Superman twice because of my processing aspect. You know, we, yeah. saw, we saw it together the first time, and then I went back the next day. But then the other two times we were with friends. Yeah. So like, I was like, I like it. Why wouldn't I see it again? But then after that fourth time, I was like, I will wait for the Blu-ray after this. Yeah. Because it's a long fucking movie. But I'm going to see spider-man homecoming like a hundred times in the theater great like probably in a row did you see amazing spider-man 200 times in the theater i saw it two times in the theater okay yeah and what uh, if it's not good what if it's I'll like i'll be the disappointed same? but i don't i don't think it'll be the same because tonally you feel like it's more fun i feel bad because i spider-man was my favorite one of my favorites growing up like my all-time favorite for a couple years when i was a kid i'm like i will see this movie but i'm not like crazy excited for it because i'm like we've made 50,000 Spider-Man movies and this is the third one in the span of like 15 years. The exciting thing is that he's already Spider-Man. So I I need... You don't want to see Martha and uh, Thomas Wayne get killed again? No, I don't want Thomas and Martha Wayne to kill Uncle Ben. Like how many times are they going to do it? That would actually be a funny sketch. Uncle Ben whispers Martha when he dies. The the bullet that goes after Thomas and Martha Wayne like ricochets and Uncle Ben's walking down the street and it's going to have to be Martin Sheen just because, you know, he'll be the most recognizable and he'll be like, oh, oh, and then be like, you got Uncle Ben too? The one thing I didn't understand about Martin Sheen is Uncle Ben. Why do you have like the false teeth? The weird like front fake teeth? Like, I, I wh- think that's Why do they just, develop that look? I, I think that's just a Martin Sheen thing at this point in his life. He's like, like I, I want to wear these teeth. Nobody gets to tell me what you know, to do. I remember when I invented <laughs> teeth. Uh, anyway, so yeah. that is our, our Wonder Woman special where we talked about a lot of other things too. But that's the way, that's, the, that's how we do yes. here on the Blackcast. But I'm looking forward to talking more about it and more with our friends in Blackcast Nation. So again, all those ways to get in touch with us, blackcast.com for at Will Sterling underscore. I'm at Christian DMZ. And don't forget, at Will Sterling underscore has at Motivate Report, the mm. motivation report. This is right. How's the motivation in going? It's going good. I did an episode about therapy a couple weeks ago that turned out really well. And uh, I'm off to record another interview for an episode about sex. After we leave here, I'm walking Dave, and then I'm going to talk about sex. With Dave. You're mm-hmm. going to, like, explain the birds and the bees to him? I've decided this is clear. It's clear for me, too. But, like, you know, most of the time you see... I don't want to launch too much into my show. But most of the time with motivational speaking and even motivational speaking podcasts and all this stuff, it's very by the book. It's, like, followed this, like, trajectory for a long time where you might get some radical people, but none, none of them approach issues 
from a 2017 mindset, which is like, why don't we try to be motivating? Not just, I mean, to everyone. Yeah. That includes all races, all sexual orientations. Like, why not? Why don't we talk about these things? So that's uh, that's what I've decided. The Motivation Report is like uh, the motivational podcast for the for the modern generation. So to bring it back for to superheroes, you're speaking to Wonder Woman. Yes. You're speaking to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You're speaking Miles to... Miles Morales, specifically. You're, you're, yes, of course. Yeah. You're speaking to North Star, who yes. is a homosexual right. uh, Marvel character. Alan Scott, who randomly DC was like, oh, he's our gay character. Who was Alan Scott again? We he had was the Golden Age Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, Golden Age Green Lantern. Yeah. So, like, not pre- not Hal Jordan. There's nothing worse than when uh, they... Obviously, with Wally West, it was a big point of contention for me. When they repurpose existing characters and then make them the minority characters. Yeah. They change their race or they change their sexual orientation. It's like, you you know what you should do? Make a new character. That's we, more important. We've definitely talked about this. Yes. Like, so, anyway, the yeah. Alan Scott thing. But then everyone was like, Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern's gay. Because they made that announcement when the movie was coming out. Right. And it <laughs> well, was like, and it was like, first of all, it's Alan Scott. Second of all, second of all, Deadpool, even if he was. Deadpool actually does do some gay stuff. You know, he Deadpool always flirts with Spider-Man. He, he flirts, yeah. I was going to say, he always flirts with Spider-Man. Deadpool's so, a little bisexual. It's okay. You know what? He's just, he's just got to be him. We need to admit that sexuality, this is what we're going to talk about in the Motivation Report, exists on a continuum. Meaning, there is no such thing as clearly straight or gay or whatever. A perfect example, bringing it all back as we in our final seconds here david bujenski yep it's a continuum for him yes liev is asexual but he's also bisexual he's mm-hmm. trisexual because i'll try anything Bye. once high five anyway thanks to uh you can cut all that out by the way what are you kidding me that's Concluding all in our episode there. about wonder woman no with that no yeah. no no that's not we're, we're not about editing things out other than things that make me look bad like when i go um oh what was that movie i wanted to remember and then i stop talking for a minute yeah. while i try to remember yeah. cut that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, cut out some of the drunk stuff, like, yeah. like after we saw East Freely. Yes. We never talked about how that was like $17 for a beer at that concert. Oh, man, the... it was so expensive. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'll buy a beer. Oh, my God. It was just like, so it was, yes, that was are... the most expensive alcohol I've ever bought besides they like, were more expensive. the fucking Beverly Wilshire Hotel. They were more expensive than the concert tickets. Yeah. The, the beers there. Anyway, tying it all together to episodes back in February. Right. Uh, so for Will Sterling, I'm Christian Blatt, and we will see you next time on The Blackcast. Cast.